Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrienne Delgado, and in this podcast, you will get practical nutrition and health tips for both you and your entire family. I am a registered dietitian. I'll give you step-by-step plans to reach your goals, easy tips to stay motivated, and my favorite recipes that I know you will enjoy too. Nutrition and health doesn't have to be boring or grueling. Let's enjoy the journey while we strive to reach the destination together. So grab your water bottle and notebook because it's time to get started. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Nourish Eat Repeat. I'm your host, Adrian Delgado, and I'm a registered dietitian. And guys, it's Halloween week, which means it's the unofficial start to the holiday season. I don't know what it looks like at, in your area, but in our grocery stores, we've had Halloween candy out since the end of August. And I swear it feels like it's earlier and earlier every year. In fact, my husband just told me the other week that he saw um, Home Depot starting to put out all their Christmas decorations. And as I'm taping this episode, it's the beginning of September. So guys, this is insane. Every year it gets earlier and earlier. And I think it's even earlier this year with this whole pandemic uh, because people are bored. They don't know what else to do with their time. So hey, let's just get ready for Christmas. People aren't doing anything. Might as well get them in the shopping, the shopping mindset early. So, um, but I wanted to talk to you today, today about candy. And I wanted to talk to you about Halloween because this usually trips people up this holiday. And I know in our family, we do it a little differently. Um, we live on a busy road, so we do not live in a development where we can go house to house to house to house, you know, with big pillowcases full of candy. Um, we strategically pick which houses we go to. Uh, we visit my mother-in-law, we visit the neighbors across the street, and we may visit one or two houses, um, in my mother-in-law's on her street in her community. And that's it. We go to four houses. And part of it is because we do not want bags and bags of candy in our house until February. Again, big family, five kids, all hyped up on sugar. Not a good time. Not a good time at all. They are crazy people. I remember one time my parents watched the older boys. They took them overnight And my parents thought it would be fun to get them those little boxes of cereal. Do you guys remember them? They were like the variety pack with Honey Smacks and Fruit Loops and Apple Jacks and Frosted Flakes. And they were fun. I remember eating them when I grew up. But I think my parents felt bad for my children because they ate healthier cereals. So they're like, hey, we're going to get them the fun cereal. And I guess I just happened to call and check in to see how they were doing. And my dad got on the phone And he was just really serious. And he was like, now we understand why you don't give them the fun cereal. Because I could hear my boys running around the house, screaming, running around the house. I could hear that on the other end of the line. 
And I just giggled. I'm like, ha ha, suckers, you did it. You get the consequences for that. Because we know when they get all hyped up. And yes, it's part of being a kid. And we don't withhold all treats or all sugar from our children. But our philosophy is why do we, you know, why would we send them from house to house to house to house collecting all the chocolate, all the sugar, all the candy, and then tell them they can't have it? That's not fair. That's not kind. Um, And so we just figure we go to a couple houses. They have fun collecting the candy. And then they're allowed to eat the candy. They can save it. They can, you know, we usually recommend that they have a piece or two or three that night. And then, you know, kind of ration it out. But we're not dealing with candy for months and months on end. We're only dealing with candy for a week or two. And that feels good to us. And there's no judgment on my end. Um, You know, there's a tradition involved and people enjoy going to all the houses. And I'm not taking that away from you. I'm just letting you know that's how our family has decided to do Halloween. However, we still have chocolate around the house for those two weeks. And I want to share a story with you. I actually shared this story in my book about a time when I wanted some candy. And it was about a week after Halloween, and um, I just got this craving. I just wanted something sweet. I wanted a little bit of chocolate. And so we always put the candy above our stove, like in the soffit area, um, especially when the kids were little because they couldn't climb up there, and we could help, you know, ration it out for them so they could just have a couple pieces every day. And I just was in the mood or got a craving for chocolate. So I decided to climb up on a stool and get a piece. But here's the thing. I didn't want to give everybody in the house a piece of candy. Uh, I just wanted a piece for myself. So I was really sneaky and I was really quiet. And I, I lifted up the stool. I didn't drag it across the kitchen floor because then they would have came running and asked what I was doing. But I picked up the chair really quietly. I stood on top of the chair. I found a little pack of M&Ms. And I was like, yep, this will do. And I started to climb back down the chair. I ripped it open because I was going to enjoy this pack of M&Ms. And guys, all of a sudden, I heard pitter-pattering of feet. And I got scared. I was like, oh, no, they're going to catch me eating their candy. And so I did what... I thought any level-headed person would do at the time. I threw all the pieces of candy into my hand and I shoved them all in my mouth. And I pretended I wasn't eating anything. And I can't even tell you which kids ran into the room. I don't remember. But I remember them asking me a question and thankfully it was a yes or no question because I simply just nodded my head and smiled and they walked out of the room, which never happens. But for whatever reason, it happened. And I was like, oh, thank goodness I got away with it. And then a split second, I was kind of annoyed because I didn't even get to enjoy the chocolate. I just shoved it in my mouth because I was hiding from the kids. And so because I was disappointed with the outcome of that story, I did what I thought was best. I went back over to grab the stool, climbed up on it and grabbed another piece of chocolate because I missed out on the first round. And so I ate more chocolate. And probably because of I know myself, 
and the situation because it's happened to me countless times. I probably got pretty angry with myself that I had another piece of chocolate and probably made it mean something like, "Ugh, well, now you failed. Now you blew it. You might as well eat more. And I think that story resonates with so many of you guys, right? We hide from our kids. We eat something very quickly. We don't enjoy it. And so then we go back and we get more. And then we feel really bad and feel really guilty about what we did. And it just starts the cycle all over again. Or it may start the cycle of, well, I blew it, so I might as well keep going. Or I blew it, now I might as well eat ice cream tonight. Because let's all say it together, I'm going to do better tomorrow. Right? We do that all the time. We think that tomorrow is this magical place where everything is going to work out beautifully. We're going to have willpower. We're going to be motivated. We're not going to have any challenges or any stress. There's something magical about tomorrow. And then we get to tomorrow and we realize that tomorrow looks pretty similar to today. And so we try really hard and we do all the things and then we get a craving and then we screw up and then we make it mean something and then we go off the deep end and we figure I might as well have everything I want today because tomorrow I'm going to be good. And so I just wanted to talk to you guys today about this whole cycle, this whether you want to call it a dieting cycle or this craving out of control cycle, whatever you want to call it. And I want to address it because I don't want you to feel that way any longer. I was recently talking to a client and she looked at me and she's like, oh, you just, you don't understand what it's like to deal with weight problems. And I looked at her and I just smiled and I'm like, well, I don't know if I would say that's true. I was actually heavier in college than I was pregnant with twins. So I would say I know a couple things about, you know, trying to lose weight or struggling with weight loss. And she's like, oh, oh, I had no idea. I would never have guessed. I was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's work. But I have learned a couple things along the way, and that's why I got into my profession, so that I could help others. And so I want to help you guys so that you don't feel so crazy around Halloween candy. And so I only have two points today. Sometimes I have three, but today I have two. The first point is, if you are going to have a piece of candy, I need you to enjoy it. Last no, I don't want to say last week, a couple episodes ago, um, I interviewed my friend and dietitian Jen Reed, and she talked about the art of visualization, which is a form of mindfulness. And so today I just want to highlight another tool of mindfulness that I think is extremely helpful. And it's this, I need you to enjoy your food, which means I need you to be present. I need you to be all in. You can't be hiding from your kids when you're trying to be present with your food. It doesn't work that way. And so when I say be present, I need you to do the following. I need you to sit down on a chair and I need you to eat from a plate and preferably not a paper plate. Like I'm talking ceramic plate that you need to wash because if you have to wash it, then you're invested. <laughs> 
paper plate, we can just throw it away and pretend it never existed. But a ceramic plate, we have to wash, we have to do a little bit more work. It requires us to be all in. And so let's use that example, the story of the Halloween candy where I hid from my kids. There was no mindfulness there. It was just shove it in my mouth, eat it as quick as possible so I don't get caught, and I didn't even enjoy it, which then led me to go back and get more. But if you're mindful, that creates a completely different experience. And so if you sit at a table, it means that you're saying no to all other distractions. Preferably, I would love for you not to be in front of a screen, which means no computer, no phone, no TV. If you're going to have that piece of candy, I want you to be all in. I want you to enjoy every single bite. And so to do that well, I need you to sit down. We're not going to eat it standing up. We're not going to eat it over the sink. We're not going to eat it hiding in the bathroom or behind the cupboard door. We're going to eat that candy sitting down. And when you do sit down, I want you to get a plate. And you may say, Adrian, that's about the craziest thing I think you've ever said. Like, why would I get a plate for a piece of candy? And so, again, it creates intention. It means you're all in. It means you're focused. It means you're not willing to be distracted by this moment. And when you're all in and you're mindful, then guess what? A piece of candy can be enough. But if you're distracted, you're not paying attention, you're hiding, you're in secret, then all of a sudden this rebellious act becomes usually the start of something that you really don't want to happen. I always tell people that um, binge eating is a natural reaction to restrictive eating. It's a natural reaction to restrictive eating. Don't restrict, you don't binge. But for so many of us, we make candy be this forbidden food. I can never eat it. Um, I can't control myself around it. And so we restrict, 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 and eventually we get resentful, and then we get rebellious. And eating in secret is a very rebellious activity. We don't want to be that way around food. We want to enjoy it. Candy's fun. It's not something we do all the time, but it can be fun and enjoyable. And I know that I want to have a piece of candy from time to time, and I don't want to feel guilty about it. And so if I'm going to have a piece of candy, I'm going to be all in. I'm going to enjoy every bite. I'm going to enjoy the flavors. I'm not going to be distracted by the things around me. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to eat it from a plate. Because if I don't have time to eat candy from a plate because I'm hiding from my kids, then I probably shouldn't be eating candy at that moment. Maybe that's something I should do later rather than doing it in secret. And so I want you to enjoy it. I want you to enjoy it. Let yourself enjoy it. I don't know how many times I can say this. Enjoy it. (laughs) All right, guys. So again, if you can't sit down and eat from a plate, then I would say that's not the right time to be eating a piece of candy. That goes true for any situation when you're at a party, right? How many times are you at a party and there's a basket of chips or pretzel sticks or insert whatever food, tortilla chips that you, you know, that you tend to munch on and 
you know, after the party, if I come up to you and I say, how many pretzel sticks did you have? And you'd say, uh, I don't know, four or 40. I don't know. I wasn't counting. I wasn't paying attention. But if you had to go get a plate and you had to put pretzel sticks on a plate, you would know exactly how many you had because you were paying attention. You were mindful. And so you may say to me, I am not going to get a plate for four pretzel sticks. I say, okay, that's fair enough. If you're not willing to get a plate for four pretzel sticks, you're probably not hungry. And maybe you're just eating because the food is there or because the person you're talking to is eating pretzel sticks. And, you know, it's one thing if you're hungry, you know, we absolutely want to honor that and we want to eat. But for a lot of us, we eat in the absence of hunger. And so mindfulness is a great tool to make sure that when we are eating, it's for the right reasons and not because it's an emotional reason or it's the absence of hunger. So we can use that plate um, activity, whatever you want to call it, for so many different things. I always joke around that um, when you go to a wedding and it's cocktail hour, you know, if I had to guess how many people knew how much they consumed at a cocktail hour of a wedding, I would say the only people in the room that knew exactly how much they ate were the 90-year-old women who were sitting at a table and had a plate in front of them. Everybody else, it's anyone's guess. You know, you're talking, you're laughing, you're grabbing hors d'oeuvres off the, off the, if there's a past hors d'oeuvre tray, or they have the big middle section of crudite and assorted crackers and cheese, and nobody's paying attention because we're kind of just eating as we go. And for a lot of people, they've had a dinner's worth of calories at cocktail hour only to walk into the dining room and eat a whole full dinner on top of it. But those little 90-year-old women, they know exactly how much they ate because they were sitting down. They were sitting down. They were paying attention. If you asked them what was on your plate during cocktail hour, they could tell you exactly what was on there. This is the problem with Halloween candy. It's because it's little and it's bite-sized. And we can eat it and we can throw the wrapper away and we can pretend it never happened. But if we get a plate... Oh, it happened because now I got to go wash that plate and now it becomes an event. So one more time, if you are going to eat a piece of candy, first things first, I need you to enjoy it. And secondly, I need you to put it on a plate and sit down at a table and eat it. All right. That's easy enough. We can all do that. And I guarantee you it's going to change the way you eat candy. And it's going to change the way you taste food. I remember I had a client one time and she said she was taking her time to eat peanut M&Ms. And she told her husband that these are the best peanut M&Ms I've ever had because she was eating them intentionally, one at a time, tasting them, sucking on them, enjoying every flavor. And her husband said to her, well, did they change the way they made the candy? And she said, no, I changed the way I ate it. And I love that story because that's what mindfulness does. It brings awareness to what you're doing. It doesn't take away enjoyment. We're not trying to take that away, but it allows us to be satisfied with what we have. Now, the second thing I want to bring to your attention when it comes to Halloween candy 
is here's your here's your tip. Please don't make this mean something it doesn't. Please don't make eating a piece of chocolate mean something it doesn't. Let me explain. When you eat a piece of chocolate, all it means is that you are an adult who ate a piece of chocolate. That's it. Please don't assign meaning to this. Please don't make it mean something else. Please don't make it mean that because you ate one piece of candy, you blew it and now you need to finish the bag. Please don't make this mean that you failed. Please don't make this mean that you have zero willpower or you have no willpower and that you are doomed to fail at health, at your health goals. That is not what one piece of candy means. One piece of candy means that you ate one piece of candy. End of story. Do not make it mean something it doesn't. So often, it's not... It's not the action that gets us in trouble. It's the response to the action. It's what we make it mean. And for so many people, when it comes to dieting and trying to lose weight, we mess up. We fail, which is normal because we are not perfect people. We were not created to be a perfect person. As much as we strive and we try to be perfect, we are never going to be perfect. We are always going to mess up from time to time. And so... We mess up and we move on. We don't mess up and then dwell and make it mean something that it doesn't. It just means I'm not perfect. I screwed up. Okay, moving forward. Not I'm a failure. Not I I can never do this. I will always be overweight. I, you know, have zero willpower. That's not what it means. It just means I ate a piece of candy and stop the script there. Don't allow your mind to go one step further. Put a period at the end of the sentence. I refuse to let you put a comma, but comma, but, but you don't understand. No, 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 no. I ate a piece of candy, period. And for some of you, you need to practice this and you need to practice it over and over and over again until you're able to put that period there without your mind going to the comma, buts. no comma, buts. periods. All right. We like short sentences. Okay. We don't do this in any other part of our life. We don't assign meaning to slip ups. You know, you mess up in your job. You don't quit your job. You just messed up. You forgot to send a fax. Okay. All right. Write a note next time. Try better. You know, try to, you know, remind yourself to do that. But you don't quit your job because you forgot to send a fax. That's silly. Think about school, right? A lot of our kids are in school right now. They get a bad grade. That doesn't mean they quit school because they got a bad grade in math. It's just one test. You can get it back, right? Don't make it mean something that doesn't. You just had one bad quiz. But for whatever reason, when it comes to nutrition and health and weight loss, we make it mean something it doesn't. We have this all or nothing mentality where it's either all going right and it's all perfect or it's all wrong and I failed. And that mindset is what will keep you in the diet loop and trapped in the overeating cycle forever. It is only once you refuse 
to buy into that all or nothing mentality that you can find freedom around food. That all or nothing mentality is keeping you trapped and you have to, you absolutely have to let that go if you ever want to get to a place of healing. I used to say that when it comes to candy, there are two different camps, the person that could just eat one and move on. And then there was the other group that if they just ate one, they would want the whole entire bag. And I used to always believe that I, I fell into that second camp where I would never allow myself one because one would turn into the whole bag and I would eat them until I got sick because I would make that one piece of candy mean something Oh, You had a Hershey kiss. You failed. Now let's punish yourself. You might as well just eat the whole thing because tomorrow you're going to be better. Tomorrow you're going to restrict. And I would feel terrible, right? A whole bag of Hershey kisses. That makes you really sick. And, you know, I'll tell you, I wasn't really motivated to work out or to eat well the next day because I was still sick. And that whole mentality kept me locked in the diet cycle for longer than I needed to be in it. And when I finally gave myself some space and some grace to be imperfect and not assign meaning to my actions, oh my goodness, that's where freedom came. And that's when I started to be able to eat a piece of chocolate and stop. I didn't think that was possible, but it is. And guys, this is the way. This is just one of the tips that I can give you to find freedom around food and stop these ridiculous diet cycles and this perfectionate all or nothing thinking that is keeping you locked and trapped. All right, guys. So let's do this together. Let's, let's make a, a commitment that if we are going to eat something, we're going to be present. And if we do eat something, We're not going to make it mean something it doesn't. We're going to put that period. I ate a piece of candy and it was good. I enjoyed it. And it has nothing to do with who I am as a person. It has nothing to do with if I'm going to achieve my goals. It's just that. And we put a period at the end of the sentence. All right, guys, I got to give you my recipe for the week. And... I was going through my cookbook and I was going through some of my other binders that had recipes on it. And I came across a recipe that my husband actually, um, that my husband created. And my husband's name is Jim. You guys know that by now. But um, I'm going to give you the recipe for it's a Jimbo special. And I thought this was appropriate because, you know, it's Halloween and we might be thinking of eating more snacks and eating more candy. And I was trying to like, oh, do I give you a healthy candy recipe? I was like, uh, no, because I, I don't really have a lot of healthy candy recipes. If I'm going to eat a piece of candy, I'm just going to eat the candy and move on. Um, but I did find this Jimbo special. And I love this recipe because it has all the flavors and the tastes of a banana split. But it is a healthier version because you use cottage cheese. 
And now for some of you, you might be like, ugh, cottage cheese, I hate cottage cheese. But it's more of a texture thing than it is a flavor thing. So if you don't want to use cottage cheese, you can use uh, Greek yogurt instead, and that'll work. Or you can still use cottage cheese, but you can run it through a blender to get rid of some of that texture so that it has a really nice smooth consistency. And um, I remember when Jim made this recipe up, we were on vacation. We were actually down in South Carolina and he was making breakfast. And in typical Jim fashion, he uh, just started yelling out, who wants a Jimbo special? And all the kids came running up. They're like, what's a Jimbo special? And he just started throwing things in a bowl and everyone loved it. And so I want to share that recipe with you today. So for this recipe, you're going to need some cottage cheese. You're going to need some large strawberries. You're going to slice them up. You're going to need some crushed pineapple in a can and preferably in its own juice. A banana, peanut butter, and granola. And if you want to make them the way Jimbo does, uh, a little drizzle of honey. Although I don't think it's necessary because it's sweet enough. And so all you're going to do is put your cottage cheese at the bottom of the bowl. And you're just going to start assembling. You're going to put your strawberries on next. Your sliced banana. um, Maybe about a tablespoon or two of granola. A tablespoon or so of peanut butter. Your crushed pineapple. And it has all the flavors of a banana split, but a fraction of the calories because you don't have all that ice cream. And so I hope you enjoy it. It's a great breakfast idea as well as a after-school snack. And sometimes we do them as a post-workout, um, a post-workout snack because it has all those great carbs and proteins that your body is screaming for after a workout. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you had as much fun as I did, and I will see you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.